Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, and good morning on this beautiful Monday morning. How are you? Um, I'm super excited to be here. Today is a new day. It is the very first of a new year for the Empowering You and Your Children Blog Talk Radio Show, and I'm super excited to be hosting it on a Monday morning. Monday mornings, you know, 9 a.m., that's like the best, sorry, I'm just going to switch my screen here, that's like the best time to get started, right? Um, It's a new week, it's a new day, and you can set your intentions. Every Monday morning, what I do is I set my intentions for the entire week. I plan my entire work week, school week, um, you know, personal time, everything. I plan everything on Monday morning, and, and then I have clear intentions on what I'm going to focus on for the entire week, right? So I thought, what an amazing day to host this show. I took August off. This is my very first show back from uh, taking some time off in the summer, and I'm really excited. Usually I would do this show on a Thursday right before the webinar because I also host a free webinar training every Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you guys are not registered to receive that free training weekly, hop on over to investinyourselfcourse.com, click on the success tab right underneath the home tab, and register yourself today. Every week I give a free training. People can walk away with information and begin to implement it in their life and business that day. I give away um, golden information. Last week we talked all about um, videos, right, and how to generate leads fast to your business using videos and less than like five minutes a day. So if you guys haven't checked that out, hop on over to investinyourselfcourse.com and receive the replay. Now, that's a really powerful, powerful video because, or a powerful webinar because nowadays in your online business, your, you know, and social media, video is key. Video is key. People want to see you. People want you to in, People want to come into your life. People want to get to know you, the know, like, and trust factor, right? So video is key. And even more than that, live streaming, right? So you can interact one-on-one with whoever is watching. So like I said, hop on over and get that free training. So today we're going to have Dan King on. And before I introduce Dan King and our subject today, I want to share with you guys what it is that I do. I help women, business women, or women entrepreneurs build their business from pretty much the ground up online. And the reason why I do this is because I currently, I'm a single homeschooling mama who created a business around homeschooling. And I've done it, I've been very successful at it. So what I want to do is show other people how to create this kick-ass online um, mastermind so you guys can create and time and free up more time for your family or loved ones, children, whatever it is for you. So that's my passion. That's what I do. I also, I'm also the creator of the Empowering Kids program, host uh, uh, nature camps during the summertime and on holidays, school holidays, and we're working on opening an Empowering Kids nature school um, for September 2017. So keep your eyes open for that. I'm stuttering a little bit. It's Monday morning. I'm a bit tired, but I'm really excited for the show. So 
Just before we get started with Dan, I'm going to share with you. Sherry, Sherry Stelly. If you guys have not heard the name, I'm sure you've heard of Tribe Meditation. Sherry Stelly is the author of the upcoming book, 402. And if you've ever seen the cover of this book, you will get chills as I am right now. She's going to be our guest next week. She's going to talk to us about her upcoming book. She's going to talk to us about Tribe Meditation, her monthly meditation um, get-togethers, as well as her weekly meditation get-togethers, and how it is unique and stands out um, from any other meditation you've ever attended. So I'm really excited for next week's guest, Sherry Sully. Now, let's get to it. Today's topic is depression, okay? This topic is near and dear to me, and I love having dancing on the show because, you know, I think five minutes before the show started, I was like, can we talk about depression? He's like, all right, let's do it. So Dan King is a spiritual advisor, a teacher, medium, intuitive soul coach, author, columnist, international speaker, and conscious entertainment producer who's worked with such prolific uh, speakers such as Dr. Deepak Chopra, Sylvia Brown, uh, Montel Williams. So today, you guys have an opportunity to either send in your questions anonymously to me, my Facebook page, and the chat is open. So if you guys want, hop on there. Or call in. The number is 646-787-8296. I'll repeat the number again a little bit later. But for now, 646-787-8296. You guys have the opportunity to call in and ask any question that you want to ask. I already have a couple of questions here. So if you want to ask a question anonymously, send it in. Okay, don't miss out on this opportunity. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce Mr. Dan King. Hi, Dan. How are you? Good morning, Tanya. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm stumbling over my words today. It's Monday morning. It's a new routine. Ah, me, you, so. sound, you sound great as usual. It's all good. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. So what is new? What's happening with you? Before we get started, share with us, how is life as a father? Uh, life as a father is, uh, well, I mean, there's no words for it. She's doing amazing, uh, just growing leaps and bounds. Um, on the other hand of things, um, speaking of fathers, I, I unfortunately just lost my father a couple of weeks ago. Um, he transitioned back to the spirit world, so I've just been kind of dealing with that. Uh, you know, bit by bit, um, you know, and I mean, yeah, my condolences I, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, well, thank you. But I mean, and I, I know we're going to talk about depression and which actually, you know, um, what I'd like to kind of touch on in regards to my dad may be a good segue into that, but I mean, yes, death is sad. And I mean, we all experience death, um, not only, you know, of loved ones and those closest to us, but eventually we're all going to die. I mean, no one's got out of this place alive. Um, so although it is a sad thing, you know, um, especially with my father, I mean, his health wasn't good for quite a few years. Um, you know, he was really down on life as well. Um, you know, I mean, on the surface, you would call it depression, but you know, I don't, I'm not a huge believer in depression. Um, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but, but it doesn't exist as much as people think it does. Um, which I know doesn't make me a very popular individual when I talk about this, but that's fine. There's a lot of truth I speak that doesn't make me popular, so we can get into that. But, um, (laughs) but as far as, but as far as death is concerned, I mean, like I was saying, my father wasn't 
in good health for years. Um, I know he was ready. So as sad as I am and as much as I'm going to miss him, you know, um, and if, as much as we all miss those who pass away, um, you know, I really think it's our job to honor the fact that, I mean, number one, no one ever leaves this place until they've finished what they've come here to do and experienced everything they've come here to experience. So in that sense, it's a huge honor for the soul to park this plane of existence and go back, well, home, as in the home we all come from. So, you know, again, as sad as I am, you know, I'm very happy for him. Um, he's definitely free from all the stuff that he was experiencing here. Uh, you know, he's back with my mom, of course. Uh, he lost a twin brother very young, uh, so he's reunited with, with him. So that, that right there brings me a lot of joy. And, and, and of course, doing what I do, uh, which, which, of course, I mean, it better make it easier for me. I, I mean, I wouldn't be walking my talk if it didn't. Um, but doing what I do and knowing what I know, I know that, you know, he, he now has the best seats in the house. And, um, and again, free from pain, and he can really just kind of come, come and go as he pleases, and he can be around me even more than ever, um, you know. But, again, I mean, really, he got everything he wanted. He got to meet his granddaughter, which he was on my ass about for years, about getting one. Uh, so he got that, and, uh, you know, it was his time. He went peacefully, um, and he's back where we all come from now. So a huge, You know, you make it sound so beautiful, you know, you, 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 um, you paint a really beautiful picture, comforting picture, I, I should say, um, around a, an alternate way of looking at death. So I think that oh, that's going to be comforting for a lot of listeners. Yeah, I mean, it's true. My mom passed when I was really young, and it's something that I've always ha- had a challenging time with. But mm-hmm. you do you paint a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. And, and I mean... I can say with absolute certainty because I've talked to a lot of dead people being a medium and they are a hell of a lot happier than any of us left behind here. Um, So anybody who has lost anybody out there and we've all lost somebody close to us at this point of our lives. um, You know, uh, I mean, if I can offer any type of solace is that just know that they are happier than they ever have been. They're back in the soul's Mm -hmm. perspective knowing that everything unfolds the way it should and that they came when they were supposed to and therefore they went when they were supposed to. Um, And, I mean, for the rest of us, I mean, it's just a part of life that we need to experience the illusion of loss. And when I say illusion, what I mean is that we never truly lose anything. It only changes form. So, And I learned this big time when I lost my mother uh, a few years ago to cancer. And... um, what I notice is that, I mean, of course, there's never going to be another one person like my mother, but what I notice after I realized that, you know, we don't really lose anything, it just transitions into different form, is that what I got from her, I'm getting through various people. And again, I'm not comparing anybody to my mom because no one can compare to my mother. But, um, you know, if we are, allow ourselves to look, we will see that we're still receiving what we receive from people who may have passed on. I mean, again, it's not them. We can't hold them anymore. We can't hug them anymore. We can't see them anymore. But um, mm-hmm. we never truly lose anything. And, and once again, I mean, the best way that we can honor them, I mean, so many people think that, well, they left, so the best way for me to honor them is to be sad about them going, is to grieve them mm-hmm. for the rest of our lives. And that's not what they want. They've all, I mean, any, any dead person who's ever told me something like this has always said they don't want people to grieve them. They want them to honor the fact that they finished what they've come here to do, and they want to remember them with as much joy as possible. 
And also, I mean, especially with cancer, for example, and again, my mom died of cancer. I mean, I took a very selfish approach to it at the time, and I think most of us do, because we, of course, want them to stay here. We want them to heal while they are here so we can have them for as long as we can have them. But the ultimate soul-based reality is, is that the second they shed the human body and the disease that, that, that was attached to it, they healed. And therefore, they healed in the way that their soul chose. I mean, everybody has to leave this plane of existence somehow. And my mother, for example, her way of leaving this plane of existence was through the quote-unquote disease of cancer. So again, if we can honor them in the best way possible, it's to just almost give them a congratulations that they finished what they came here to do and therefore earned the right to leave this, 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 this platform of obstacles to be free from them all back at home where it's truly all good and ultimately all love. So I have a question about mm-hmm. cancer. You know, yes. in, in our studies and spirituality and self-healing, Louise Hay, I mean, you name it. Yep. There's all, there's these reasons for cancer, right? And mm-hmm. if you follow Louise Hay, her belief is that we can all heal ourselves. And she began her practice out in healing people from AIDS and HIV. Yep. Yep. So if somebody develops cancer and they're like, yep. you know, um, and they have this knowledge and they go ahead and they heal themselves. But what about those who don't have the, the knowledge? And the, also, just to add to it, the, the reasons why people develop cancer, right, is um, are just a series of really low emotions and feelings. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? So, um, yeah. say, depression, unhappiness, resentment, um, anger, a lot of unforgiveness and anger, they say that that is like the biggest cause of cancer. Right. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, well, I mean, all this stuff is a very touchy subject for, for, for obvious yeah. reasons. Um, and so is depression, right? Um, but I think it's yeah. all things that need to be talked about because these are all things that need to be looked at from a different perspective. Um, and because I mean, the reality of it is, is that cancer in many ways can be an opportunity to heal, not only the cancer itself, but the core reasons for the cancer. Um, but again, at the end of the day, it's a huge gray area. Some souls, because this all comes down to the sole reason why things happen, because that is the reason why things happen. Um, some people get cancer simply because the soul has chosen to experience that. Uh, experience that sickness and 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 also as a way to transition from this world back to the spirit world. Um, others have chosen it to to potentially heal it and to open okay. themselves up to other ways of looking things to deeper truths. Um, so, what I would say to anybody who may be experiencing cancer is to number mm-hmm. one just accept the fact that you are experiencing it. Because there is a higher purpose, no matter what that purpose may be. That's always a million-dollar question. But at the end of the day, there is a higher reason to it. Um, it may be because that's how you're supposed to leave this world. It may be because you're supposed to learn that you have the power to heal it. Either way, giving into it, getting down about it, uh, uh, allowing it to rule your life is the last thing your soul wants you to do. 
So and I mean, as I was asking you, Dan, I was like, yeah. I think, I think I know the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's so, almost I mean, like it just know, crept into my mind. Right. Right. Well, hey? so. So, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, or could, there can be a lot of different reasons why a soul has, has chosen to to experience it. But the main thing is that, I mean, you know, if, if, if you are experiencing it and if you can kind of realize that, okay, I'm a soul experiencing this and there's a reason for it, and then just kind of just put out to the universe to, to kind of tell you why you're experiencing it, that right there will change the entire experience. Because most people, okay. understandably take a fear-based approach to any type of disease because that's what's perpetuated through mass media, through the government, through, of course, big pharma. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, cancer, look, I mean, I'm going to be a little bit controversial here, not that that's new to me, but mm-hmm. cancer is a highly profitable business for some people. And if you think that big pharma wants to heal cancer, I'm sorry, but you have the wool completely over your eyes. If you think there's a, that the system wants anybody to heal from anything, you've been completely duped and fooled. There is no money in healing people. There is huge money in treating people. What the mm-hmm. big pharma wants to do is maintain illness, not eradicate it. They want to create it as well. That's a whole other topic. Um, I mean, that's why most food is severely tampered with, with chemicals and the like. Um, Nobody in this world that is selling you medicine, um, well, wait, I shouldn't say nobody. The the, the Mm -hmm. traditional uh, Western medical system uh, is not in the business of healing people. There is... Big money. I, like, I think the cancer is, I don't remember the exact number, but it's, it's literally a billion-dollar business. Yeah. So I guess, my point, I guess my point to saying this is that, and what I would suggest to anybody, is to mm-hmm. do your research with any type of illness. Do your research. Open your mind and see what other alternative Um, ways of healing may be out there. And I'm not saying don't try the traditional, but I'm saying don't just try the traditional because the traditional has a really shitty track record. The non-traditional, it might be used less, the non-traditional may be used less, but it has a higher uh, uh, healing rate. Why aren't we told about this through mass media? Because... It's the, because the holistic industry is not running the mass media. It's the Western medical industry that's paying big money to the influential platforms such as the media in this world to push their products to uh-huh. keep people sick. That is the harsh reality. I mean, we could do mm-hmm. eight shows off of this, I'm sure, uh, and I may be opening up a can of worms here. But you know what? Good. Let's talk <laughs> about this shit. This is all stuff we need to talk about. Enough is enough. Something's just not working. But it's working for some people who are making a shit ton of money off of things that aren't working. And we you, have you the know power. What? Right. Our, body was, our body was created to heal. Earth was created to grow things that can heal us. So I'm not just saying just, just, just go live in a bush and try and eat berries and hope for the best. I'm saying do your bloody research 
Open up your mm-hmm. mind. Use the brain that was given to you to, to, to learn about different things that may be available to you that are way less invasive, that are way better than your, for your body. I mean, yeah. look, even if chemotherapy, for example, works, it fucks you up in the process in ways that are irreparable. So you may heal from cancer, but it doesn't mean you're out of the woods yet. I mean, so many of these medications cause so many other problems. And, 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 and I don't know, most people don't know this, but doctors make commission off of certain prescriptions. That right there is just wrong. There should not so be incentive to push drugs on people. There should not be financial incentive to push drugs on people. Um, um, vaccines. Vaccines is a whole other touchy subject. But the reality of it is that doctors get huge bonuses for vaccinating a certain amount of children. There's something to that, my friends. There is something huge to that. Stevie Wonder could see there's something up here. We, it's time that we wake up and use the power. I mean, use the internet. It's such a, I, I mean, there's a lot of shit on there too, but there's a lot of truth mm-hmm. on there. Use the power of using your own mind. Make your own decisions. Don't just take what somebody tells you. Don't take what I tell you as fact. Do your own research and you will find the truth. It's just that we've just become conditioned to just accept, bend over basically and accept what we're told. But you yeah. can look. So, into things, find out the truth. Sorry, go ahead. I just went off on a little tangent. I'm just that, really passionate that's about That's okay. This. I really enjoyed listening to it because you're talking about something that I believe, it's not something that I um, I vocalize publicly. Uh, <laughs> it's, often at your all. Ass, probably. It, it's probably not it probably isn't, a smart thing. But, but I'm yeah. glad with that. No, I was just saying, it's probably a smart thing not to talk about it in public, but uh, because, it, because it does cause a lot of problems. But It does, but it is definitely something that I believe, and for all of my listeners out there, it's not something that I've vocalized publicly. And But here's the thing. We haven't vaccinated, immunized our children since they were like a year or two old. We, you know, my youngest son, the story of my, how I started out my po- coaching practice was in holistic nutrition and healing. And, um, and what my, my, just quickly, my story was that our youngest son was about a year, year and a half old, and he had chronic ear infections. We were on antibiotic after antibiotic, and the kid wasn't healing. End result being I had to leave my job because my kid was so sick, I couldn't make it to work every day. And which was a blessing in disguise at the time that because we researched, we did our research and my husband at the time, that's what we did for six to eight years straight was studied holistic nutrition and healing. We found an energy healer and we got our kids off of um, immunizations, all pharmaceuticals. They don't have any pharmaceuticals to this day and they're 10 and 11. Mm-hmm. And um, and they're they're fine. Their immune systems like kick everybody's ass because their bodies are so strong, and mm-hmm. um, it, it's it's amazing. But it like again, it's not something that I promote, but it's a personal belief, and we work our asses off to um, alternatively supplement our kids. Right? They have right, supplements to, daily to help their immune system stay strong. So definitely, you've got to do an alternative now amazing segue into depression okay let me share you with you my story and why i wanted to talk about it okay. so for years since i was about 18 20 
I've experienced symptoms of depression and they're pretty strong. And um, that's something that I didn't share with the public until like any of my clients until a couple of years ago. And I was on antidepressants. I was on really strong ones. I was on, you know, weaker ones, whatever. And then after I had my, my last child, when we started going pharmaceutical free is when I stopped using antidepressants. Okay. Uh, we mm-hmm. also went pharmaceutical free and yep. I began using supplements and, and everything else and, you know, going for long walks and whatever, whatever I could do. Well, years later, now I am, you know, almost three years separated from my husband. Our divorce is almost final. And, and I noticed the last couple of years, stronger symptoms of depression coming about, right? And yep. I had a less of a want to continue with my supplements and so on and so forth. I, I just couldn't stay consistent with it because I was dealing with so many other things, right? Mm-hmm. So what I did was, you know, the way that you talk about the death and, you know, being grateful for what it's taught us and allowing that to, you know, our lives to kind of transition, right? Mm-hmm. I view that, you know, right now I've enrolled and I'm complete one more one more session and then I'm complete a grief and recovery process. Divorce mm-hmm. and so many other things are described as the same as, you know, death, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um and and I was like, "Oh my gosh, are you kidding me?" So a loss is when you experience a loss of a loved one when they die, um, a loss through a divorce, um, a loss through changes, just transitions, right? And yep. and so, but I've I've noticed that my symptoms my de- my symptoms for depression are coming back, and then I'm getting I'm kind of opening up that door of wanting to know more about it on the spiritual mm-hmm. side. Um, and yeah, so now that I've shared with you guys my life story, <laughs> what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of feedback do you have with that? And I also want to want to know one more thing, Dan. Yeah. Are yeah. you vaccinating? No, no, not at all. There okay. is no way in hell I will vaccinate. I've done too much research okay. um, to put my my child through that. Now, with that said. Um, I'm not going to tell anybody what to do and what not to do. I mean, it's your child. You're going to, yeah, I mean, it's up to you to decide all I'm and, and, and the same thing, you know, when I was talking about, you know, uh, things like cancer and, and even depression, I'm not, I would never tell anybody how to deal with things or how to treat something. All I'm saying is that all I'm urging people to do is to open their minds to other uh, opportunities to other options because you might be surprised what you find um, and do research on what on, on the treatment you are using for your children or and and or for yourself because you might be shocked at what you find as well um, as far as how not good it is um, because the information is out there um, so um, I've just done the research that has shown me that um, it's not good what they put in these in these vaccines. Um, even just from what I've seen from other, from friends um, who vaccinate their kids, their kids get horribly sick. Um, you know, um, and 
you know, I've read about things, you know, as far as, you know, why these big companies put things in in the vaccines and it's and it's 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 highly malicious to put it lightly. Um yeah. so I'm just going to leave I'm just going to leave that at that. But no, I do not and will not be vaccinating my my little okay. girl. Um my wife has not vaccinated my stepchildren and they've been fine. Um wow. so Yeah, so I, I mean that. Yeah, um, you know, so again, that's my choice and mm-hmm. to each their own. Again, all I could do is urge people to look into other things. Just 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 do your own research. You owe we all owe ourselves that. Uh because again, you might be surprised what you find. Um you might be shocked as well, but I think sometimes we need a shock in order for there to be a wake-up call. Um because the intention behind the big authorities in this world, that being religion, government, um, and pop culture. And, you know, in the government, I, I you know, include the medical industry. Um, it's just not good. It's just not good. Yeah. Um, there is a blatant intent to bog us down. There is a blatant intent to make us sheeple. Sheeple meaning we just do what we're told. Um, because we're far easier to be controlled that way. And, 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 and a controlled population is extremely profitable for a select few. I mean, we need to realize that all these things are not intangible beings. Uh, 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 you know, this world is not run, you know, the, the monetary system, the housing systems, the, the financial systems, the media, again, religion, it's not... Um, you know, God isn't running all these things. There are human beings behind all of this. And there's a reason why this world is set up in a pyramid-like infrastructure with a very select few at the top that run everything, and the rest of us are holding up that, that, that top of the pyramid um, because we're all underneath doing what we're told, keeping the system going. And that's why they're fearful of the people waking up because there's more of us than there are them. And I'm not saying... That, 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 that we should all revolt. Um, is there a revolution mm-hmm. happening? Absolutely there's a revolution happening. But it, it, the revolution is not one of, it's one of waking mm-hmm. up and one of saying mm-hmm. no, enough is enough and changing, collectively changing how this world is operated. And that's where we're all going. That's where we're all intended to go. That's the end goal of this mm-hmm. human experience is to, uh, is to at first give in to the illusion of fear only to wake up to who and what we truly are and then change the game so it can never be played the same ever again. We're here to shift this world from fear-based to love-based because that's who and what we truly are in essence. Um, so there's a huge game playing itself out here, and a lot of people are waking up, and a lot of things will change once a critical amount of people remember who and what we truly are and then therefore see the truth. But we first must see the bullshit in order to see the truth. And the veil is thinning. I mean, the truth is coming out one way or another. I think it was Elvis Presley that said, the truth is like the sun. You can shut it out for a time, but eventually it's coming out. That's and, so fucking true. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, so it's just, a, it's really a waiting game um, in many ways, but there's a lot of work to be done within for all of us, or at least those who, are, who, have, who have chosen to come here and wake up. Because not every soul has chosen to come here and see the truth. And every soul is perfect. 
some souls have chosen to come here and stay in the fear-based uh, uh, reality. And there's nothing wrong with that because their soul think, or has chosen to learn through that way. And, and whether you learn from fear or you learn from love, the key word there is learn, and you're going to learn and grow in the way that your soul intended here to learn. Um, so because what, I, what, what really annoys me is, is these quote-unquote spiritual people who judge others for not being as spiritual as they are. I mean, that's absolute fucking bullshit and contradicts everything that you're walking around with your head held high trying to spout about yourself. Um, <laughs> that's called and, you know, spiritual snobbiness. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. Well, and that's a yeah. polite way to put it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but that's spiritual bullshit as far as I'm concerned because that's yeah. egoic spirituality. That's what I like to call it, egoic spirituality ah. because – because they had a moment of awakening, but then they didn't have the balls to go the whole way deep enough, so they allowed their ego to take control of their spirituality, and then they're no farther ahead than anybody. And as far as being farther ahead than anybody, no, that, there's really no such thing as that anyway. What I, one thing I've learned in my life is that everybody is where they're supposed to be for what they're intended to learn. Everybody is doing the best they can with the awareness they have at every given moment. And that's why whether you're spiritually aware or not, you have no business judging any damn buddy. I love that, Dan. You know, question. Do you like mm-hmm. even remember what you say on these shows? Because you can tell, never to, totally tell that you're channeling. You know what I mean? Like it's just <laughs> coming straight through you. I love it though. Thank it's you. It's amazing. Well, thank you. No, and yeah, I never, I never uh, remember what I say. You know, in a session one on one, in interviews like this, in my speaking events. That's why I stopped mm-hmm. prepping for my speaking events because I because the spirit very. Uh, 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 harshly, well, not harshly, but Barry seriously told me, just no prep. There's no need to. Just go out, open your mouth, yeah. and we'll assist you. Um, and I find that that works best because, I mean, if there's anything I'm all about, of course, it's love and acceptance of that. But really, it's all about <laughs> authenticity. Um, and so by 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 doing that, and and that's why I love about doing the show with you because we 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 always kind of laugh about it. We go in with no prep. I mean, maybe there's. Yeah. A bit of maybe I, I actually think that this is the first show that we've talked about what we're going to talk about beforehand, and 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 we didn't even talk about it. Like you said earlier, yeah. you sent me a quick text. <laughs> I mean, that was the extent of it. Hey, you want to talk about depression? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. That was our prep, right? Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But I think doing it that way just just allows us to walk our talk too, because you know, I mean, we both teach spiritual matters. And we both are big uh, uh, promoters of authenticity. So I think it's up to us to walk mm-hmm. our talk. So I just love doing the show with you because uh, we're definitely walking our talk. Exactly. So thank you very much. I do want to get into depression. I do want to get into depression a little bit. And if you hadn't have made this statement a little earlier about your belief on depression, I probably wouldn't even pursue it. But Okay. And I do have a question that came in anonymously, so I have to get to that as well. Mm -hmm. Depression, you said you're not sure if, you know, you even believe in it, right? Right. Something like that? Yeah. So let me read you the definition of depression here on Wikipedia, okay? So (laughs) depression, yeah. The authority (laughs) of all truth. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. So, but it's like feelings of severe, of severe, um, oh fuck, I can't even pronounce that word. But it's basically a mental condition, right? Um, Characterized by feelings of of severe, um, I don't know what that word is. And that's authenticity for you. 
Um, well, basically, you experience feelings of guilt, um, sadness, melancholy, unhappiness, mm-hmm. misery, for an extended period of time. You focus on the past, right, rather than the future. You hang on to past experiences or whatever the case is and kind of live in the past rather than in the present and future, right? Yep. How would you describe depression? Well, first of all, I would say that everything they just described there, uh-huh. that's, ca- that's called being fucking human. Okay. <laughs> but what if you experience like a sadness on an every single fucking day? That's and you called gotta kinda being like... human. But that's called being okay. human. Everybody does okay. that. But more so, more specifically, that's called attachment. That's called attachment. ego. That's called okay. ego, okay? And the ego has many weapons. One of them is attachment. Another one of them is being attached to the past. Another one of them is feeling guilty. Another one of them is feeling sadness. Another one of them is judging others. Another one of them is, is, is defining yourself by how others think of you. Another one of them is thinking you're only human. Another one of them is worrying and doubting. And, I mean, the list goes on. And it's all things we experience as a human being. Um, now, I'm not saying that clinical depression does not exist. There are rare cases where, yes, there is a chemical imbalance or whatever the case may be. Okay, so, so for all the listeners out there and for people who are uh, um, experiencing um, a, what I'll call a unique situation where there may be a clinical depression going on, um, you know, I'm not by any means minimizing. And, and even those who, who are just feeling down and call it depression, I'm not minimizing what you're feeling. I've been there. I've been, quote, unquote, depressed as well. But what I learned was that it was all based on how I was thinking. Most of depression, most of what people call depression is a result of a discrepancy between how people think their life should be and how it actually is. I'm going to repeat that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to repeat that. Yeah. Most depression is as a result of a discrepancy between how people think their life should be and what actually is. So if you're feeling down one day, it, it doesn't mean you're depressed. If you're feeling down for a month, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It means there's something wrong with how you're perceiving your life. And again, mm-hmm. the biggest culprit is ego. That is the main problem in this world. And again, the ego, I don't mean, in a, I mean conceitedness or anything of that. The ego meaning the, the human part of us that believes in the illusion of being human, that worries, that doubts, that judges others, that judges ourselves, that feels guilt, that, 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 that is attached to the past. I mean, most people who, are, who would call themselves clinically depressed have just had very traumatic moments in their life that they are attached to and cannot let go of and therefore are still living from. My father was depressed. He was, but, but he went through a lot of shit in his life. He lost a twin brother at 15 to brain cancer. That can't be easy on anybody. He was a police officer that saw things no human being should ever have to see. Um, he lost a lot of people near and dear in his life. But he was a very sensitive individual. He was a great man, a caring man, very sensitive, but had a lot of that old school, old man pride whereas we refuse to get it out and deal with it because we got to be strong for others. And so what my father did, how he treated his depression was through alcohol. 
mm-hmm. and 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 everybody treats their sadness through through some sort of band-aid some 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 treat it through alcohol some treat it through food some th- treat it through drugs some treat it through sex some treat it through stealing things um you know i mean the list goes on and on and on some even just treat it through anger because anger it's easier to be angry than it is to be sad mm-hmm. anger is typically just a mask for sadness most aggression is a mask for sadness so what's the cure deal with the sadness allow yourself to feel it um i had a very very cool talk with one of my uh fellow mediums because um you know, unfortunately, I can't be as good of a medium for myself as I can for other people. It's kind of like being a doctor. I guess you, you can't really operate on yourself. Um, sure. So the odd time, you know, with a situation like this, I called up this, this colleague of mine. And I said, hey, you know what? I'd love to hear from my dad. You know, I feel him around. But because there's, there's too much of a personal connection, I'm not going to hear him the way you can. Um, and so the beauty of it is that it wasn't all airy-fairy shits and gigs that, that most people want to hear when they hear from a loved one who's now in quote unquote heaven, um, which mm-hmm. I actually appreciated because that's not necessarily what I was looking for. Do I know he's happier than he was because he's not bogged down by his sick human body? Absolutely. But I wasn't expecting him to be all Mary Poppins about it either. Um, and what he was telling my colleague was that he was going through a very rough time because mm-hmm. he was forced now to feel everything he didn't allow himself to feel. <laughs> while he was here. And mm-hmm. now, of course, it was easier in the soul's perspective because, yeah, he was feeling all this pain and stuff, but at least it was from the soul's perspective, so he knew it was just something he had to feel. And, and, and when you're in your soul body, you don't get caught up in it like you would while you're in your human body. Um, but mm-hmm. my point being is that, is that in order to truly let, release and let go and to heal, we need to feel what we're feeling whether we're still in the human body or even once we, once we pop out of it and are back in the spirit world, we cannot be truly free from anything until we process the experiences we've had here because we've chosen to experience them all and we've, ex- and we've chosen to take on pain because it's part of the human experience. But the point to taking on the pain is to learn to release and let it go and heal because through that release and healing, we evolve on the spiritual soul level. So my point here, again, is that the cure for everything in life is a higher perspective. The cure for everything in life is to transition from a fear-based perspective to a soul-based perspective, where you see it from the soul's perspective in the sense that, okay, this happened to me. There's a reason for it. You take the time to look at the higher purpose. You allow yourself to feel the shit. And then, and then when you see the higher purpose to it, you can accept what happened, let it move through you, and let it go and move on. So in the case of depression, really what's happening is that people just don't know how to heal it, so they are hanging on to it, and they often define themselves by it. And they just they take one traumatic moment and stretch that bitch out until they're on their deathbed. And, you and, nailed it. And, you nailed and, it. And, and, well, thank you. But, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, per se. If that's what the soul has chosen to experience, fine. All I'm saying is that you might not need to do that to yourself. And there's no cure for depression out there that they're selling you. These pills that are being pushed on people, and I mean, let's be honest, depression is glorified. 
I mean, if you wake, I mean, basically anything can be called depression. Any human shitty or lower emotion can be called depression. Mm-hmm. And what they want to do is they want to sell you pills and they want you to depend on those pills to feel half as decent for the rest of your life so that you need to pay them for the rest of your life. That's the harsh reality. And now, look, if shit? that's – sorry, mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to say one more yeah. thing just on that. Um, you bet. Now, again, if, if that's how you need to deal with it, if that's the best that you could do, that's fine. Again, mm-hmm. not everybody is, is intended to, to see things, you know, from the soul's perspective, and that's fine. There's no better or worse. They're just – people are where they're intended to be to learn how they're supposed to learn. Um, so, so, so if you can't find another way, fine, but I, but I can bet my, I mean, I bet my ass on the fact that you probably are capable of a better way. I don't care who you are, who's listening. You are capable of things that, 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 that would blow your mind. And again, Mm -hmm. all I'm doing is urging people to give themselves a shot at a better option, something that may be better for them. Because, again, these pharmaceuticals, although they may make you feel okay and may, 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 may allow you to operate on a daily basis, it, that, that, that sadness, that energy, that pain is still laying there and will go unhealed unless you do something beyond those pharmaceuticals. Again, if that's what you need just to get by, I get it. But I urge people you are, that you have something in you that is indescribable. You are more powerful then you have been taught in your life, whether through people in your own life or through the media or religion or whatever, you are more powerful than you can may currently imagine. And you just owe yourself a shot at seeing your magnificence. That's all I'm saying. Beautifully said. Love it. Thank you. I do love it. We have a couple of comments here. Just uh, love, love, love. Um, and his approach on death of loved ones, love his approach on death and of loved ones. So um, we got people listening and they're agreeing and I'm super celebrating that. So I do have a question that came in. It's not about depression, but it is a question for you, Dan. Yeah. yeah. Um, It says question for Dan and it's anonymous. Like I said, I'm working on my first book. Will it sell? Will it do well? Working on a first book, will it sell? Will it do well? Um, hmm. Well, um, I I guess I mean the main thing I'm getting here is that it depends what their definition of selling and doing well. Um, um, it doesn't feel like it's going to kind of blow up huge, at least at first. Um, mm-hmm. the, the one thing really strongly for this person that's coming through is that they have to make sure um, that their intent behind the book is in check. And what I mean by that and what they're being told here is that – it's got to be for the most authentic reasons possible. And really what they're saying here is that it can't be written and distributed for the purpose of making money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
um, because it, it will sell and do well um, the more um, the more authentic the intent behind it is. Okay. That makes absolute sense. It makes sense to me because um, I do a lot of uh, study in in businesses, right? So I have my own business coach who's like, I meet with her like three times a week. I get I, like I'm constantly all up in this, and because I, I share everything that I learn with my clients, helping them build their businesses. Yeah. And literally, a book is. Um, Hello. Hello. Tanya, I lost you there. I don't know if you can hear me. If you can hear me, I'm going to call back in. Hello, hello. Can you guys hear me? Apparently, I was disconnected. Dan, are you there? I'm just yeah. unmuting you. Okay. Yeah, yeah I lost <laughs> you there. Okay, yeah. So uh, I had somebody message in and say, we can hear him, but not you. That's so funny. That's the first time that's ever happened. My call was dropped. That's for the outtakes. That one's for the outtake reel. Hey? That one's for the yeah. outtake reel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta love live, hey? So mm-hmm. what I was just saying is that, like, your, your, um, your book, this is what I know of it, you, if you're writing a book to promote your business and, and it's a kick-ass tool, it can get you speaking events and so on and so forth, but yeah, man, that book needs to be authentic. Uh, tell your story and, and um, in the purpose of making other lives better, right, in some way. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and mm-hmm. if there's one thing that, that Spirit wants to add um, for that one question is that um, to be very careful um, with getting caught up in, um, how do I want to put this? To get being caught up in the adulation um, that they may start receiving from from the book, um, and to really kind of just stay stay true to to the goal of the book, which again shouldn't be um, just to make a living. Um, it really needs to mm-hmm. be about. It really needs to be about the essence of the book and what it can do for even if it is purely for entertainment. Um, you, I was actually just speaking with somebody not too long ago who was doing um, a fiction book, and and funnily enough, you know, I got the same kind of message for them. It was like just make sure that the goal is to entertain and help people maybe escape even, you know, into a really good story rather than just pumping out books to make a buck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that books make any money anymore. I don't well, think that I mean, that's they the can, purpose. I guess. Yeah. They can. Um, um, and mm-hmm. I mean, what I would suggest, you know, if, if a book isn't meant to be kind of mass produced, then people are better off doing it independently. Um, you know, if they are depending mm-hmm. on it, for, you know, a decent stream of income because, yeah, I mean, the mass-producing book industry has changed big time. I mean, it's just not the same as it was anymore. I mean, I don't even know if they're giving advances or anything like that anymore. Um, But, again, 
I mean, you know, if you write a book and it changes 10 people's lives, that's huge. If it changes one yeah. life, that, that's huge. Mm-hmm. You cannot put a monetary amount on a life changed. You just can't. Um, and, and I love seeing how many people are, are writing books, even just to share their own story. Um, and the beauty of sharing your own story, too, is that it's not only going to help other people. The fact of getting out your own story is hugely therapeutic for the writer as well. Yes, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. And I totally forgot to mention to everybody listening that um, Dan is the author of the Soulgasm series, right? Do you want to share yes, with them a little bit about your book? And you know what? Yeah, I've yeah. got messages coming in. I have messages coming in about how amazing you are. We love, um, <laughs> we love your authenticity. Do, 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 do. So share with us your books so these people can get a hold of you and uh, get your books and how they can work with you. Sure, sure. Well, thank you so much. And, and, and thank you to all the listeners sending in those messages. They, I mean, they're priceless to me. Thank you so much. There's no words to, 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 to justify just how grateful I am for that feedback. Um, um, and thank you as well to you, Tanya, for always having me on this show and for, uh, and for promoting what I do as well. Um, so uh, what was the question? Soulgasm, yes. Um, so it's a book series um, that, as far as I'm concerned, basically um, explains life um, in, in a very real-world kind of modern-day approach. Um, I try to make it as simple as possible, a very complicated topic as simple as, simple as possible. Um, but, so, but, the, but what I love about it is that it doesn't just explain what life is, uh, why we're here, who mm-hmm. we truly are, the purpose of life, that type of thing. It also guides people on what to do with that information. Because, I mean, it's all good to know your soul and the human body. It's all good to know that there's a purpose to everything. But if you don't know who you are in the grand scheme of things, if you don't know what to do with that information, it's pretty useless. I mean, I, 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 I've never been a fan of the old saying, knowledge is power, because I, I call bullshit on that. Anybody can, can acquire knowledge. You open up a book, you're going to learn something. Wisdom is power, and wisdom is the ability to know what to do with the knowledge that you have acquired. So the first book in the Soulgasm series, um, and by the way, the Soulgasm series unfolds in, in, in three main parts, foreplay, penetration, and climax. Um, mm-hmm. um, Soul, Soulgasm foreplay is entitled God Isn't Religious. So that's the book that, that talks about who and what we truly are, the purpose of the human experience, and it, and, and it dives into what God is as best as can be humanly explained. Um, I put more of an onus on what God is not because I think how we've been present, the idea that we've been presented of, um, about God is, 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 is in fact very cruel, that it's some judgmental, very vengeful, very mean, um, glorified human being judging us, you know, at all times. And even in some cases, people believe that it sends us to a place that is, uh, you know, where we burn for all eternity. I just think that that's absolutely cruel and is just a, a, a horrible, horrible control mechanism to get people to just do what they're told. Um, so that's what foreplay is all about. It kind of lays the foundation um, of, of who, again, who and what we truly are, what God is, what life's about. And then penetration is called deliver us from ego, 
so it exposes the ego, the human part of us. Again, like I touched on earlier, that kind of keeps us trapped in this illusion of, of you know, that we're not worthy of 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 our love, or and in many cases of God's love. Um, you know, who worries, doubts, judges everybody, you know, gets attached to our experiences, uh, just makes life more miserable than it needs to be. So I expose the, illu- or, uh, the, the ego and all of its illusions because, again, I'm a firm believer that before you can see the truth, you've got to see the bullshit for what it is because otherwise you will confuse the two. Um, and that's why we have a very confused uh, world. Uh, who uh, you know where people very very rarely know just how awesome they truly are because they listen to things outside of them telling them different um, so again penetration exposes the ego and then climax is entitled the second coming and what 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 climax uh, touches on is what to do with all the information day-to-day practical things that you can do to transcend the the, the illusion of the ego and connect to your true self and live the life that you deserve to live, to live here in, in the physical as you are in spirit, to, to, to truly experience your own soulgasm, which to me is using your physical self for the soul's purpose, becoming aware that you are not your human self, that your human self is merely a vehicle for your higher self's purpose. Um, and, and, and then ultimately to live your authentic self, which is where only where true joy resides, living your authentic Self. That's what a soulgasm is all about, being who you're here to be. Um, and and what I, I, I think my favorite part of, of Climax is how I touch on what the law of attraction is and to what it truly is. Um, the law of attraction, and I know we've touched on this before on your show, but the law of attraction is as simple as be who you're here to be, because that's fundamental. Be who you're here to be, you'll do what you're here to do, and you'll get what you're here to get. That's the law of attraction. Everybody is here with a divine purpose. None is more important than the other because we're all one collective entity working together as one. And you take out one of us, you don't have the whole machine, for example, working as well as it can. So whoever you are, no matter what you do, it doesn't matter if you're a CEO or a janitor, you are important, you are integral integral in the overall uh, uh, mechanics of this world without you this world would not be what it is and you deserve ultimately what i'm trying to teach people is that you deserve to love the fuck out of yourself because no one can do you like you do you Mm -hmm. that's brilliant how are they going to get a hold of you if they want to work with you dan thank you uh you can call triple eight five thousand uh, that's my assistant Susan's number. She's great to talk to. Even if you just want to call and talk to her, you don't have to book a session. She's just great to talk to. She's a sweetheart. Um, you can of course, uh, hit me up, um, through Facebook, Dan King, uh, or, or no, it's Facebook, uh, slash soulgasm. That is my Facebook page. You can hit me up personally, uh, under Dan King on Facebook as well. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Dan King soulgasm, Instagram, Dan King soulgasm. And my website is up. I'm still developing it, but there is contact information on there as well, and that is mysoulgasm.com. Love it. I so appreciate you coming on the show. I love sharing. I mean, the show, the shows just flow when you come on. And we have about oh, 10 well, seconds you. left, so I just want to I want to celebrate everybody who listened in live, asked your questions, left comments, and everyone who's listening to the replay. I'm just celebrating you guys. And if you're resonating at all with Mr. Dan King, make sure you connect with him. I've done it numerous times in the past, and that's why I still keep having him on the show because he is the real deal. 
So thank you again for coming on, Mr. Dan King. And until next month, have an amazing day. Thank you so much, Tanya. Okay, take care. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye.